0: is god we talk about him we pray to him but do we really know who he is the characteristics of him today we are going to dig into the most important characteristic of god but first last week was incredible y'all long week was amazing so each week i am so excited to get to read apple itunes review of somebody who left some love about the abundant women collective her name is mrs kepley it says, I love this podcast so much. Sam's passion is so encouraging. This show is like getting a pep talk from your best friend. Thank you for pointing us to Christ. Thank you, Mrs. Kepley, for those sweet words and your encouragement. You literally like that sentence embodied what I want to happen here so much. So I thank you so much for saying that. And if you would like a live shout out on the show, please be sure to head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review welcome to the abundant woman collective podcast this podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives changing them wholly and completely hosted by samantha siemens founder of the abundant woman collective this podcast features conversations that uplift encourage challenge and empower women to step into true freedom in christ if you're ready to go all in with the jesus-led life To step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and to step into a life of freedom and abundance, this podcast is for you. Hey friends, I am so excited about this episode because it is one of those foundational truths that we need to know. We have to believe with our mind, our heart, our body, our soul, every ounce of us. This is also going to be one of those episodes that we can come back and listen to whenever we need a refresher or a reminder, because this episode will always be relevant. Whether you have grown up on the pew of a church like me, or you just met him yesterday or anything in between, it is important that we as women and everybody really, but women understand and know the characteristics of who God is. We need to know who he is. Last night at dinner, I asked all four of my kids the same question. The first question was, is God love? They all said yes. The second question was, why is God love? And these are some of the answers. Because he just is. Because he died for us. Because he created love. Because God is love. Because if we didn't have him, then how would we know what love is? So good, right? And then you have... Because he made pasta. <laughs> we were eating pasta at the time, which yes and amen, sis. Um, but this is something that we talk about in our house, love, right? And I've even asked the kids before, like, what is love? When mommy says I love you, what does that mean for you? Or how can I show it to you? Or how can I some of my kids are affectionate, some aren't, right? What is your love language is basically what I'm trying to figure out. But for this, we talk about love in our house. We define it, we show it, hopefully all the time. And we encourage it because it's that foundational. I want my kids to know who God is and that he is the literal definition of love because it will be in foundational in who they are and who they are in Christ. These are just facts that we are going to learn about God today. And again, I don't want you to tune out. If you're that girl who's been in a church pew and you've heard 500 bajillion services, turn it up louder then, because sometimes we get used to just hearing these things and I'm guilty of it. Totally. Like, we'll just be like, God is love. Well, duh, Sam. But then when we're challenged and maybe asked to define it, we might hesitate or, or maybe it takes us a second to defend that sentence. Not that God needs defending, but you know what I mean? And so these are facts, hashtag facts, not feelings, not thoughts. These are facts, factual, scientific (laughs) things that we are going to talk about. Okay. So turn it up and let's dig in. You guys, God is love. That statement is a whole complete sentence and it is the most transformational sentence on the planet, in the galaxy. Okay. We are using this as a verb, meaning existence of something. God is, is, is the verb. He is existing. He is it. Not as, not as a description of love or an attribute of God. Those are both very true, right? You could describe God as being of loving. You could describe him as in his actions, he's loving all of that, but he is love. It is his definition, his existence. It is who he is. It isn't just that he loves us. That's incredible. Thank you, God. It isn't that he's a loving God. Again, so amazing. It is that he is love. He is the definition. He is the existence. He is the perfection of love. The only definition there is, right? Okay, so Sam, you just literally like beat a dead horse. Like, whatever that saying is, you said it 35 million times in that sentence because we don't understand it. Why do I know that? Because if we understood that God is the definition of love, he is love. It is who he is. Instead of, we know that he's a loving God. We talk about it. We sing about it. We know that he's a faithful God. All these attributions and characteristics of him, those are all incredible. But when we understand the foundational truth that God is actually love, he is, it is who he is, that changes everything for us and how we live, how we relate to others, how we relate to ourselves, how we view God, right? This isn't the human definition of love. Because if you open your door outside, you will see a tainted, perverted version of that. We cannot know what love is if we don't know God. Whoa. We cannot know the definition of love if we do not know God. That is why when you turn on the news, you have 5 million definitions of love and none of them represent Christ. None of the definitions that you see in the world look like God. Because it's not God. God is love. I hope, I I hope, I hope we get this guys, but let's dig in. First John for seven to 21, when you get a second after this episode, read the entire thing. That entire chapter in my Bible is even titled God is love. And so there's a lot of, um, like sometimes, you know, when we like pull like scripture one-liners out, there's quite a few of those in there, but I want you to read the entire little subchapter of that book. Okay. This is your homework. Do it. First John 4, 8, but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. God's love is unconditional. Yes. His love is very different from human love that we experience with one another because it's not based on feelings. He doesn't love us because we please him. He loves us simply because he is love. Ladies, this comes into play and is super hard as well, or we have loving issues or we have issues that have affected us to where we have not been shown human love. And as it's heartbreaking and it's very real and it's trauma that maybe a lot of us have experienced, but I am here to encourage you that God's love doesn't look like that. God's love does not, he's not human love. He won't do the things that people have done to you. That's people love, right? God is love. We have to understand that with our whole mind, body, and soul and know if we have experienced some sort of trauma, or abuse in that, that God's love is different. And that is a hard journey to walk. And, but it is different than what you've experienced from people. God's love is unconditional. He's the definition of love. Are we getting that friends? Do we get that today? Number two, God took action. He's not just the definition of God. He is. And we, we talked about that, but he took action. God showed us his love by sending Jesus Christ. God's original design for us was an Eden design. It was the scene set in Genesis before sin entered in the world. It was a shalom, a shalom world, shalom, meaning peace, completeness, wholeness. And then sin happened. And then we were separated from God. And so I want you to, if you're driving, keep your eyes open, but I want you to envision this. I have um, seen this drawn out, but I'm going to verbally say it to you. Okay. Um, Have you Okay, have you been to Yosemite in California? There's Yosemite, there's half dome, there's kind of the valley scenario. And so, or if any mountaintop, imagine a valley. When I think of this, I think of that Yosemite Valley half dome, or Google a picture too. But it's the there's, um, let's see, there is a mountaintop. And at one point, we were all on this mountaintop together, me and God, right? me and God together wholeness shalom peace just amazingness and then sin happened so what happened is that mountaintop was split in half and the rocks parted this is just an example and this is just my holy imagination happening here but um we were then on one side of a mountaintop and there's a huge chasm there's a huge gap there's a valley there is no way that we can get back to the to God we, there's there's not like this thing. We can't jump. We're not superheroes. We're, it's not that kind of dream, right? But we were once together. Since split us half. And now we are separated on two big mountains. And there's a big gaping hole in between us, right? This scene happens in like a lot of kids movies too, <laughs> if you have kids. But for us, we are our, our on one side and we are alone by ourselves. And then God, God is love. That same God is on the other rock. First off, emotionally, I want to go back to God (laughs) and emotionally, God wants us back to him, right? Like, could you imagine if this were the most, the person you love most in this world and you were on one side and they were on the other. Now amplify that times a million because God's love is infinity for us. It's so much more than what we can experience here. And so, but even that scenario, me, my heart hurts. Like I can cry because my heart hurts for that. So what did he do? God being love because he loves us so much. In Romans six twenty three, it says that the wages of sin is death. So not our only, are we separated from God, but our punishment for sinning is death. Does it say just the really bad sin? Like just the murders, just the, the really, really, really bad things. No, it, it says sin. So that means the little white lie we told the gossip we shared, all of it is punishable by death. At that point, my two favorite words, but God, but God in his infinite wisdom and grace created a plan for us to be restored in relationship with him. And that plan was Jesus. John three sixteen, the new living translation says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life Romans five, eight, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still alone on our rock, he died for us. So what happened when Christ died, I want you to imagine the cross and I want you to lay that cross right over that chasm, that big gaping hole that separated us from God. Christ was the bridge, is the bridge between us. And because of his death and his sacrifice on the cross, we are able to be reconnected. He created a bridge so that we can reconnect ourselves to God. Amen, friends. Amen. Through Jesus's life of perfect obedience, his sacrificial death on the cross for our sins and his resurrection because he did not stay dead. Praise God. Jesus restored the fullness of God's image in us. Isn't this great? Like, isn't God so good? Take a second and think about that. You were on your own rock. And then he created a bridge through Christ to bring us back to him. That is how much he loves us. That is because he is the embodiment of love. He is the definition of love. So we know God is love. We know that he took action in that love and he sent Christ to die for us. And so what is our response to God's love? We're in a relationship with Christ. We believe we are saved. We are all those things. But our response to God's love is number three is to love others. Since God is love, then we as his followers and daughters of Christ who are born of God will also love an abundant woman is one that's saved by love and filled with God's love, must live in love towards God and others. God and others. (laughs) This is the hard part, guys. In 1 John 4, 7 to 8, the New Living Translation says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Listen up. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Let's read that again. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. John 13, 34 also talks about a new command. I give you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Matthew 22. If we love God with all our heart, we will love our neighbor as ourselves. You guys, I could fill up an entire episode with just reading scripture that talks about love. And if it talks about love that much, what do you think that means? That means it's important. But Sam, girl, it's not that easy. But so-and-so did this. And I experienced this, and all of these things come up, right? This this third part is saved for last for a reason. And I understand that. I've counseled with women. I've cried with women. I've sat with women. I've heard stories that are horrific. I've worked in emergency rooms. Girl, I've worked in psych wards. I have seen uh, been secondhand experience. I have listened. I've cried with women who have stories that will break your heart. So I hear you. If that is your, you, I see that. And I see you, but God, the same two words that changed my life are going to change yours, but God, he doesn't leave us where he found us. He doesn't leave us in that dark, lonely place where this abuse happened. He doesn't leave us where we were left by friends or ditched by a boyfriend or lonely or depressed or anxiety or all of these things that happened here on earth. God doesn't leave us there. He sent his son to die so we could walk across that bridge and get to him because that's how much he loves us because he is love. But God, there are two things I'm going to tell you. These things have stuck with me since I was a teenager and a youth pastor like forever. One is the more we fall in love with him, like that's our job. The more we fall in love with him, the more we spend time with him, the more we read his word, we pray, we worship, we be in his presence. The more we do that, the more he fills us up with him, with his power, with his love. The more of him we have inside of us is the less of us there is, right? The more of him inside of us, the less of us, the less of our flesh, the less of our desires, the less of our lack of love or everything. So if you're not feeling so loving lately, I get it. My cure for that is to get into the presence of the definition of love. get into the presence of God and let him change you. Ask him, God I'm not loving today. I am not like a great <laughs> representative of love today. Can you help me? Can you change me? Because girl, we can't be in the presence of God, who is the literal definition of love, without leaving change and without leaving a more loving person. That's not how it works. We cannot sit in his presence, the actual presence of God, the actual presence of love and not leave changed. So if you're not feeling loving, get in his presence. The second quote that always gets me, if we love God most, we will love others best. If you have had an encounter with a living God, the real Jesus Christ, then you know this to be true. And partially, you know that because he still loved you when you were a hot stinking mess girl. He still loved me when I was a hot mess. You can love (laughs) that other hot mess person. Also, (laughs) what happens when we don't love God most, then we love something or someone else most. If he's not first, there's something else or someone else that is taking that first spot. Then that's also when we get a distorted view of love. We let sin in, we believe in feelings. We let feelings over facts. We get all of these crazy world views of love because he is not the first. He is not the most. This is like we talked about. This is where we are in the world today. And this is how we are called to be set apart because we love God most. This is what the world looks like. And this is why they love so many things before they actually love God or they don't love God at all. Right? We are called to be ambassadors. We are called to be set apart. We are called to look different. How can we look like God if we don't look like love? So again, if we love God most, we will love others best. He goes first and then he equips us and empowers us to love others best. Also remembering, I don't want you to go through this and listen to this and be like, man, I stink <laughs> because we all stink without Christ. We all stink remembering that there is grace in all of this. We are going to seek his face and seek sanctification in our own lives. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us to guide us, to help us with this. And each day or hour or minute, we might need a reset. We might need to repent and ask for forgiveness. We might have to ask for help and do it again, but we can do that. We get the option to do that. We get to try our best and then when it doesn't go the best, we get to come back to his throne and ask for help. This isn't an all or nothing thing. I don't know if you're like me or used to be, I used to be an all or nothing thing. And so like, if I was on a diet and I messed up, like psh, I'm off the diet for the entire day games on, this is not that <laughs> this is man. And the next hour, when I go meet with a bunch of women and I start gossiping, Oh, I can repent. I can go back to his face and be like, God, that's not me that's not you i wasn't being a good reflection of that i didn't get to love like you today please help me with that right lord help us to be more like you lord help me to love you more to live in a way that honors you to live in a way that shows other other people love because you are love okay number 4 and last one we know that God is love. (laughs) That is action show love by sending Jesus Christ to die for sins. And so that we can be reconciled to him. And we also know that we are to love God and love others. So the last thing I want to talk about, because these are actually two of our core identities here at the abundant women collective is to know God. And this is, this is him. You got to know God. You got to know that God is love. But another one is that our identity the last thing I want to talk about is our identity as his image bears of Christ. We see it in the very beginning. If you flip to Genesis, the front of the book, Genesis 1:26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. In first John, again, we've been here a bunch today, but three chapter three, verses two and three, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. You guys, God said we should be called children of God, and so we are. We are children of God. You are daughters of the king. You are heir to a throne that throne is Christ. You are no longer bondage. You are no longer in captivity. You are no longer a slave. You are free in Jesus Christ. Recognizing that we have all been made in God's image should impact how we treat each other. Some scriptures and translations say that we are ambassadors of Christ. I love that. So if image bearers, maybe that doesn't like really resonate or sit with you. How about ambassadors? Like you maybe see ambassadors like for other countries, they have to come to the U.S. and like the ambassador of France comes to the U.S. and he is representing France here on U.S. soil. We are representatives of Christ on this foreign soil. This world is not our home, so I call it foreign soil. If we are ambassadors and representatives or image bearers, whichever word you prefer to Christ, that means we get to represent him. Again, I say get to because we get to, isn't that so cool? (laughs) We get to represent who Christ is to the world, to the foreign soil. This is not our home. So it is foreign. Even to that weird guy that won't stop texting you. Even to that mean girl in class, to that rude neighbor, to that childhood friend, to the man on the street, we get to be image bearers and representatives of Christ to all of the rest of his children. When we walk by those people, when we interact those people, when we talk with those people or about those people, are we representing Christ or ourselves? If God can love us despite our sinful nature, then <laughs> we have to love each others too. We have to love each other. And number two, we talked about God showing His love by actions, by sending Jesus. And just like John talks about in little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. What does that mean? You know what that means. (laughs) You know, the cliche that actions speak louder than words, right? So if I say I'm a Christian, if I say I love Jesus and you, um, see me doing things that don't look like Jesus, then do I really look like Jesus? If I say I'm a Christian and yet I'm praying Allah, then guess what? Those two things don't match up. I want us to be women who speak like and look like Christ. Let us love in action like Christ did too. So what does it mean? That means sitting by the lonely kid in class, spending time, maybe doing charitable works, showing up to church to be with the church body, sitting with a sister while she grieves, making a meal for a neighbor, or it even looks like holding your tongue when you want to say something mean or gossip, apologizing where it's needed, speaking truth in love and boldness to someone who needs to hear it. Those are also tangible actions that not all of them cost money. They don't cost a dime to do. Guess what? It doesn't cost anything to be nice, to say kind words, to encourage, equip, and empower other women. It doesn't. But sometimes, friends, it is our human nature to avoid love like this, to avoid all of it, honestly. However, we have to make a practice of loving others even when it's hard because it's hard. When we fail to love well, and we will because we're human, we must go before God's throne and diligently ask him to help us. This is, I think where it gets lost sometimes is that we are told to love others. Yes. And we are told to be kind and do these things and right. And be representatives of God. And that is all true. However, what's missing from that is we think, okay, well, I have to go love people and I have to go do X, Y, Z and feed the homeless or whatever. Right. I have to do that. No, Christ gets to do that through me. I can't do that on my own because my nature, my human nature is to sin. So with Christ in me, I can go do that for him through him. Right. But sometimes we go off, like we take a turn and we're like, we're going to do all this as Sam, not as Christ. I need to go do it with Christ that's living in me. He will use me and work through me. And I have to rely on him because I can't do it by myself. I don't want to do it most of the time. Right. We must go before God's throne and ask him to help us. How important is this? (laughs) Paul, my boyfriend Paul, says that without love, we are nothing. Sister friend, I'm so glad you're with us today. I want us to be women who love. Let us be women who believe that God is love. Women who love like Jesus does. Women who are image bearers of the King. Women whose life reflects love and speak in action. Women that maybe when it doesn't reflect it or if we fall short, we go straight to his face and to his throne. Let us love. Let us be women who value love, who value love and take love seriously again. Let us be women who are known by our love. Ladies, I hope this message resonates with you today. I am going to pray us out, but then I have some fun bonuses for us. God, thank you. Thank you that you are love. You are the literal definition of love. You also love us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us. Thank you that he resurrected and is sitting next to you now, God. Thank you that we get to come boldly before you and ask you to help us, empower us, equip us, help us love like you did. Help us love other people and be ambassadors for you, God. Fill us with your power, your Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do the good works that he's called us to do. We love you. We thank you. We repent, God, of anything that's not of you. Clean house in us today. Clean house. Take away anything that's not of you, that doesn't look like you, that's not a reflection of you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Ooh. All right. So each day, sorry, each podcast episode, I want to leave you guys with something, something amazing or something that has been stirring in me as we are writing these episodes, right? So this week I have two things. One is we talked all about love today. And so it's only fitting that I recommend a book by one of my favorite people, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis has a book called Four Types of Love. And it's so good. It explores the nature of love from a Christian and philosophical perspective through different thought experiments. And it's good. It's short. It's an easy read. It is an easy read, though. It makes you think a lot. Um, And I highly recommend it. So The Four Types of Love by C.S. Lewis. You can rent it at the library or Audible or whatever you do. Um, But then also, I love to worship. We're talking about worship Um, in the Facebook group. So if you're not there, go join us. But I love worship. So honestly, you might always get a worship song or praise song or some sort of musical song because it's just so fun. So here's something to you add to your playlist this week. Love has a name by Jesus culture. I love Jesus culture. We used to attend their Sunday night worship sessions to be filled up and we were actually there for this recording. And so we're in the video, which is so fun, but love has a name by Jesus culture. Blair it, blast it today. It's so good. All right, friends, this is a jam-packed, episode. Thank you for hanging in there and sitting with me. I'm praying that this episode blesses you and empowers you to go love your person next to you, your neighbor. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username abundant woman co come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.